Hello, 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 beautiful people. Welcome to the very, very first episode of the Date Night Podcast. I'm so happy you decided to join in today and take a little bit of your time to listen to what I have to say, to go deep with me, and uh, I hope you enjoy this. My name is Talita, but you can call me T, that's what my friends in America call me, and I feel like we're going to talk about some really deep things over here, so we might as well get the awkward getting to know each other face out of the way, jump straight into friendship so we can talk about the things we really want to talk about. This podcast is going to be all about relationships, all about singleness, all about connection, all about finding out who we really are, healing through things that maybe are holding us back into becoming the best version of ourselves for ourselves in the first place, but also as a partner and as a friend, as a child, as a parent. It's going to be an all-rounder, so it's not just for one specific group, but make sure to share it with friends and family. As the title of the podcast suggests, ideally you would listen to it on a date night with yourself as some self-care or with your lover, your partner, but also with friends, of course, it's always good to want to become a better friend. I just moved back after three years abroad, moved back to my hometown, a small town in Germany from the beautiful uh, west coast in the USA in Northern California, a little mountain town called Redding, wonderful place, recommended to everyone, mostly for the people. But yeah, I'm back now and life has slowed down a lot, but you know, in those seasons, there is no excuse to not put your full attention into the things you love and start some projects that you're actually excited about. So this is what I'm doing right now. One of my biggest passions in life is psychology. It's human connection, human interaction, trying to understand how we relate on a social and relational level. I'm super excited about all kinds of personality tests and uh, trying to figure out compatibility. Maybe you're just in a relationship and you're at the point where you're like, oh, I really want to deepen this connection, but I don't know necessarily how to go deeper, how to become healthier, how to fight better, how to love better, how to serve better, how to receive better, all of those things. And uh, maybe you are single and you're preparing yourself for that person, but you don't just want to focus on them, but you focus on yourself and becoming the best human being you can, whether you're in a relationship or not. So this is going to be a really open space. I'm going to be open. I'm going to be vulnerable. We're going to talk about specific um, topics every episode, for example, um, how to build intimacy, what are some red flags, what are green flags in a relationship, how can we have healthy conflict resolution, how can we prevent conflict from the start, how do our introversion or extroversion affect our relationship what attachment styles do we have all of those things will be covered over the next couple of weeks and months and uh, i'm just super excited but without further ado let's get into the first episode our topic for today is going to be emotional intimacy i think most of us are aware of the fact that Intimacy is extremely important for building those close relationships, for creating a sense of depth with another person. But most of us are unaware that there are actually four types of intimacy. And with that, four types of intimacy needs that we have when it comes to relationships. 
the very first is emotional intimacy, which we're going to dive into today. But I also want to mention the other types really briefly. So we just have physical intimacy would be the second type. And it's what most of us would categorize sexual relationships, sexual intercourse into. And uh, But it's not just that. It actually involves so much more because there can be physical intimacy in friendships and in family situations. It's about a um, sensual expression of affection. It could be holding hands, just sitting closely next to each other. Most importantly, it's about feeling physically safe in the presence of another person and feeling a bond throughout that physical uh, safety and connection. The next one would be intellectual intimacy. This is what we would see as just discussing viewpoints, our beliefs, debating with each other without fear of feeling rejected or that our ideas not having the same opinion will somehow strain the relationship. It's this openness to safety, to express ourselves, to have our own standpoints, to fight for what we believe, to maybe come towards compromises in what we believe. It's a beautiful realm of just knowing each other's thoughts and standpoints and views without limits without filters but just being real and it doesn't have to end in agreement it doesn't have to end in compromise even it can just be in self-expression the Last one is experiential intimacy. This one is a really important one. It's where you build intimacy through experiences, through activities, going to concerts, um, going on a hike, watching a movie, just doing things together that builds history with each other. When it comes to emotional intimacy, I want you just to picture the following for a little bit. I'm sure all of us know this one person, maybe we've even dated them, where we've been spending quite some time with them. Maybe it's a friend, but if someone were to ask us, hey, just tell me something about their life. Who are they? What do they stand for? What do they believe in? What do they dream of? What are their fears? It would probably take us a long time to answer those questions. Maybe we wouldn't even be able to answer them at all. This is where emotional intimacy comes in. And chances are that maybe you or that other person, maybe even both of you, were not really great at creating emotional intimacy. Maybe that safety was never there. The permission was never given to go to those deep and vulnerable places. But that's why emotional intimacy is the foundational building block of any healthy relationship. It's the tool that makes you feel like you actually know the person who's sitting across from you. You start to know how they think, what they feel, why they feel what they feel. You know what they dream of, what makes them as a human being, what they believe in, how they feel cared for. And, um, There's nothing worse than 
being around people where you still feel lonely, where you still feel like you're not even known or you're not even seen. And emotional intimacy is the key to making sure that happens. I think it's very important, not just on a relational basis, but even towards ourselves. If we have never practiced emotional intimacy, emotional vulnerability with ourselves, and we don't even know what we're feeling, why we're feeling certain things, but we have these self defense mechanisms in place that are supposed to protect us but they're actually harming us then we will never be capable of building a relationship where emotional intimacy is present because we don't even have that with ourselves or we don't even understand that concept within our own lives so that's why it's important to start on an individual basis and work yourself outward into your relationships If a healthy amount of emotional intimacy is present, you just have the feeling that you make each other better humans. You push each other to be better because you understand where the other person is coming from and where they're going towards. I think emotional intimacy is also a form of protection. If you um, create that bond, that healthy intimacy, It prevents you from becoming codependent or being too needy or too avoidant in a relationship because you know each other and you've created history with each other and therefore you don't have the need to suffocate to each other to make sure that that connection is still there. You're giving um, yourselves and each other the space to just breathe, um, to be independent and perfectly comfortable with being apart but at the same time knowing that when it matters you can come together because you've created a basis that will last if you're thinking okay this sounds like something important maybe even see some aspect of it already within yourself or within your relationship but you want to learn how to deepen this and it's never too late even if you're 25 years into a marriage it's always a good time just to deepen that emotional intimacy then i have seven points seven remarks seven tips maybe on how to practically create this emotional intimacy Number one is verbally processing shared experiences. I think this one is really important because it can become really easy in relationships to just live life together but never truly process life with each other. We just kind of go from day to day with actually stopping and, and taking the time to say, okay, what just happened? How did this affect us? What are we thinking about this? How does this how did this affect you personally? What are your thoughts and your feelings around this topic? Are we agreeing on what just happened? Are we disagreeing on what just happened? I think it's super important to just process on a regular basis. And it doesn't have to be just shared experiences. We have lived so much life previously to meeting partners, to meeting friends that have deeply formed us, that have made us who we are, that have influenced how we think. And sharing those things is really important in creating that emotional intimacy. The second point is do not fear conflict. I actually think this is quite important. 
often when we meet someone new we're trying to impress them maybe it's the first couple of dates and we repeatedly hear them share something where we're like actually I really do not agree with you at all or I completely see it differently we don't speak up and we don't say what we're actually thinking or actual viewpoint on the situation and um, if we continue to do that there's something that is created that is just a mistrust in this person, even though we are withholding our thoughts, because we're creating the environment for us that it's not safe to fully share what we believe, to fully share who we are, and that creates a disconnect in emotional intimacy. I remember... um getting to know this person who I ended up dating and from basically the first day on or pretty early on in our meeting we discovered that we have quite different political views and every time any topic was brought up we would get in these heated discussions where afterwards I was just thinking like how could this person think these things but what actually ended up happening that it created a bond between us where I think at the end we could at least see each other's viewpoints and I ended up making really drastic changes in my political beliefs because I was just doing some more research and it helped create a safety and a knowledge that no matter how different our opinions are and how our different our thoughts are we feel the safety to share them and not be rejected or not have a break in connection so i think it's absolutely important that we learn to create healthy conflict with each other that we um, have the freedom to express our concerns and fears because that also helps us in creating healthy boundaries being able to say no when it matters being able to say yes when it matters not fearing conflict is absolutely essential to creating emotional intimacy don't get me wrong it's not about creating fights or ruffling the feathers just for fun it's about learning how to healthily communicate our disagreements and our fights but we'll go into that more in a different episode number three is express yourself in every relationship, we have the desire to know where we stand with the other person. Sometimes it's easier to know that someone doesn't like you over not knowing where you stand at all. And that's why it's important to express how you're feeling and what you're feeling. Letting the other person in the relationship know that they're important to you, how much they matter to you, that you love them, that you care for them, that you feel happy and safe when you're around them are very essential um, things in building emotional intimacy. It's not always just enough to feel those things, but it's very much needed to express them. It can be verbal expression. It can be actions. Here, it's important to know the love language of your partner, which we'll eventually talk about. But I think most people are pretty familiar with the different types. Find out how your partner receives love and find out how you receive love. It's not always the same receiving and giving. Sometimes you receive love differently than you give love and vice versa. So go on that adventure 
of becoming more expressive in showing and speaking affection over your partner and even over yourself. It's really good to speak positive, healthy, uplifting things over yourself. For me personally, this specific one is not always easy. I think a lot of us maybe didn't grow up with super bold, loud, constant expressions, verbal expressions of um, love and affection. Maybe it was more subtle, maybe it was less frequent, and so we don't have the natural drive or the natural inclination to do that. But for us, it's especially important to be aware of that and to be intentional especially if you have a person or a partner or a friend where their love language is words of affirmation. So just make sure to be self-aware and express the things you need to. Number four really goes hand in hand with what I just said. It's don't forget to give compliments. As time goes by, you know, many couples stop giving each other compliments because there's almost this feeling like everything has already been said, everything that I've needed to say, I've already said. Um, but make sure to remind your partner, make sure to remind your friends of all the things you love and appreciate about themselves. Also, don't forget to give yourself compliments. You know, when you walk uh, past a mirror, just check yourself out and, and boost that self-confidence before you go out of the door. And that's when we come to number five, love yourself. This might sound a little bit counteractive to what we're talking about, creating a connection with someone else. Why should we focus on ourselves? But it's super important um, to work on yourself individually and you will start to see how your relationship will thrive. Self-care can come in many forms, you know, whether it's taking up a new hobby, achieving career goals, or simply finding more time to spend with your own friends, with family, and just doing things that um, that make you come alive. Loving yourself and learning to trust yourself, to build self-confidence is essential to not become too reliant on your partner to give you those things. You know, we always hear those sayings, you first have to be happy within yourself before you can be happy in a relationship. And it sounds so cheesy, but it's absolutely true. The level we feel at ease and comfortable with ourselves is the level we feel at ease and comfortable in our relationship. And oftentimes in relationship, you will find that the things you feel worst about yourself will become triggered and they will be highlighted within the relationship. So if we're not taking care of that, if we're not taking care of the things that need to heal, where we need to grow, it will only feel like those things are being highlighted, like they're under a, a microscope and it will really start to affect us in the relationship if we don't start to love ourselves. Number six be vulnerable. This is actually a journey I started not too long ago. It's been three years now where I have started to live a life of vulnerability. And I think it's a very uh, anti-zeitgeist movement because in our surroundings on the news, everywhere we're being taught to have our guard up, to be fearful, to stay safe to make sure to constantly have walls up to be guarded and that's also how I kind of grew up it was very important to 
present myself a certain way to my surroundings, to be accepted, to be palatable, to be well received. And during my time over the last three years in America, I had um, a couple of mentors and one of them who is very near and dear to my heart, who I have a lot of my growth and my knowledge to thank for, she actually led um, me on this journey of vulnerability, of unmasking the person and the version I have presented to the outside for years and actually just letting that guard down, letting the protective shield down and being seen and being known because we can only be seen and known to the extent that people know the real us. If we always just give a certain version of us, we'll always believe that we're not fully loved because we don't fully let love in and so vulnerability is key to creating emotional intimacy what does that mean it means just sharing your fears sharing your insecurities sharing things you messed up in sharing things you did great at sharing things you've been hoping and dreaming of that maybe would sound ridiculous to other people but it's something that's really near and dear to your heart and it feels vulnerable to share those things vulnerability can be anything that makes you vulnerable to being hurt and that's a scary place to be at but if we want to create healthy deep uh, relationships it's absolutely necessary and in future episodes i will go into it a little bit more because i think vulnerability in itself is a huge topic that lots of people struggle with so we'll save that for another time Last but not least is provide support. Let your partner know that they can rely on you for love and support. Let your friends know. Create an atmosphere of emotional safety and just try to be a good listener. We're all so eager to speak. We're all so eager to be um, at the center of attention, having our needs met. But a good partner, a good friend listens well and um, yeah, so provide support, let them know that you're there for them, offer them help where you can, and if you can't, make that known as well, you can always say like, hey, I don't know what to say right now, I don't know what to do, but just know that I'm here for you, know that I'm there. Those are my seven points for today, and in every episode, I want you guys to become active, I want you guys to put into practice what you've heard about, maybe the new things you've learned. And I will always give you a question to reflect. You can reflect this on your own. You can journal about it, for example. Ideally, you can um, reflect it with a partner, your romantic partner, or with friends. And my questions today is, if you are in a relationship, ask your partner what type of intimacy do we do well and what type of intimacy do we need to grow in, in your opinion? If you are single, you can ask yourself, who are the people around me that I can trust to meet my emotional intimacy needs? You're not alone, single people. You can always be surrounded with a good community of father figures mother figures friends who are there 
to meet those emotional needs and it's important to find those people even when you don't have a partner so those are the two questions of the day last but not least i will always want to give you a fun date night activity where you can put this into practice and so for this evening it would be to play a game of truth or dare i know i know that's the game we played in high school or when we were younger but just hear me out remember the excitement you had back in the day when you could ask those questions you really wanted to hear answers about or do those really spicy fun activities make others do them I just want you to capture that same excitement and put it into your relationship now Let's just have it under the focus of the topic of today. If you have to give a truth or answer a truth, let's make it vulnerable. Share something from a past experience, something that moves you, something that makes you passionate, something that's maybe really painful. Like, let's try to make it vulnerable. If it's your turn to do a dare or give a dare, let's do it under the umbrella of shared experiences how can we build history how can we do something that's fun that we can laugh about later on that we can talk about where we can process with each other okay so let's just have fun with this let's just be childlike and make the most of this date night activity you guys i can't believe it we're already at the end of the very first episode if you enjoyed this please share it with a friend share it with a couple share it with someone single whoever you think could enjoy this you can follow this podcast at datenight.podcast on instagram also if you enjoyed this please make sure to leave a good review on spotify or apple music or wherever you're listening to this send me a dm on instagram to let me know what you enjoyed what questions you have maybe if you even have topics for another time i would love to hear you guys's input on this i'm just starting out and i'm still building ideas but yeah I would love this to be interactive. All right, this is officially the end. Have a wonderful rest of your date night. Make sure to show each other some love, some affection if you're alone. Make sure to treat yourself and to love on yourself. That's it. See you next time. Bye-bye.